0: Welcome to Super us everyone this week is this week is our last episode of 2019 and we are closing it out with a good one we have here with us today Andrew Farrago am I saying that right You're absolutely right <laughs> Perfect. Andrew Farrago the curator of Cartoon Art Museum in San Francisco where he has curated over 100 exhibits he is also an author and the chairman of Northern California chapter of the National Cartoonist Society and he's the husband of web comics author and illustrator Shannon. Uh, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> Shannon k garrity he's also uh more uh pertinent to our podcast ultimately i think is uh, he's the author of batman the definitive history of the dark knight in comics film and beyond as well as teenage mutant ninja turtles the ultimate visual history and also the looney tunes treasury just to name a few are these all big compendium books by the way
1: you know it's a little bit of everything the uh Let's see, I, I did a Peanuts encyclopedia that was uh, <laughs> each individual character, uh, including um, you know some archival interview material with Charles Schultz. Um, oh, nice. The Looney Tunes book was a history of the characters uh, as written or as told by the Looney Tunes characters themselves. And Ninja Turtles was actually pretty comparable to the uh, uh, Batman book. And that it was a complete history of the characters from, uh, yeah, from their inception to modern day, modern times. Awesome.
2: So uh, we'll have to check that out. Uh, joining in this interview, this is uh, Ben Juan. I call myself the man who knows too much about Batman. However, uh, we are joined by a man who knows too much about Batman, but wrote a book about it, which makes me wonder why I haven't done that yet. So <laughs> thank you for coming on. And uh, let's see, we have a few questions. Did you want to start off, Andrew? Other uh, answers? sure.
0: Actually, my first one is just a very general one: is um, what what got you into cartoons? Was there a first series? Was it the Flintstones or something like that? Or uh, yeah, what what really got you uh, into it as a kid? Was there one particular one? Well,
1: I, w- I will say that I've got drawings that I did, um, you know, age three, age four of Batman, Popeye. Uh, Bugs Bunny and Peanuts characters, and I've actually gone on to work <laughs> on all of those characters. Uh, oh wow! So, you know, it's a pretty good, pretty good predictor of uh, <laughs> where I ended up and what I did, what I uh, ended up doing professionally. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so as far back as I can remember, uh, I can always remember uh, watching cartoons on TV, watching the Adam West Batman series uh watching the christopher reeve christopher reeve superman movies as soon as those were airing on television uh the incredible hulk tv show any number of animated cartoons reading peanuts in the newspaper so yeah never never a time that cartoons and comics weren't uh weren't part of my life
0: all right cool
2: awesome uh, let's see. Now, we did read a previous interview that you had on uh, Berkeley, berkeleyside.com, uh that gave us uh, some insight about uh, the origins of this book. But uh, I guess for the sake of our podcast, how did, this, how did you get approached to uh, do this book for Batman?
1: Yeah, so this book uh, was published by Insight Editions, and they've published uh, a number of my previous books. So they published the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate Visual History Uh, as well as Totally Awesome uh, and The Art of Harley Quinn. Uh, So one of the editors that I worked with frequently was a man named Chris Prince, and he called me up, and he said, uh, hey, we've got two possible books on the calendar here. We've got Fraggle Rock, and we've got Batman. And, uh, (laughs) you know, looking back, I almost, almost wish I had taken Fraggle Rock, because that's... Uh, you know, that's a very finite amount of work. That's a, that's a television series. That's an animated series. That's, that's some tie-in books and comics. Uh, but Batman, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a character that's more uh, prolific, um, you know, that's more popular uh, over the past century. There are comic books. There are movies. There are television shows, video games. Uh, any any number of um spin-off characters and merchandise and um you know I'm tiring myself out just trying to list those but uh you know I said sure I'll I'll, I'll try Batman and uh you nice. know I I figured I would draw on experience from the past books that I'd done from uh all the creators and um uh, People that I've worked with and, and talked to over the years for these other book projects, and um, I thought, yeah, I can. If, if anybody can do this, I think I think I'm the guy. And uh, you know, it was a, it was a very uh, intense workload for this book. This was uh, yeah, imagine. This was, this was bigger than any two books that I worked on put together. I would say.
2: Wow uh how now was it a collaboration it looks like there was a collaboration with you and uh Gina McIntyre in terms of uh trying to get the all this concept art cuz that's one of the best things i love about this book as well on top of the the history is the amount of never before seen uh art behind the scenes stuff
1: yeah gina gina's terrific she um you know she she's the reason that this was a Batman 80th anniversary celebration and not a Batman eighty first 80 <laughs> second anniversary celebration, mm-hmm. uh, is as we were, yeah, as we were rapidly approaching, uh, our deadlines, we realized it was, uh, this, yeah, this ended up being a 400 page book. This was, this was just mm-hmm. too much of a project, uh, for me to do alone in the, uh, in the amount of time that we had. So we brought in Gina, um, Who's written some amazing books herself? She wrote a terrific Han Solo book for Insight Editions. So she had uh, she had the she had the right contacts. She had the right experience, and um, she was able to come in and um, really really tackle the live action sections of the book. So she had contacts with uh, people like Tim Burton. She was able to really dive into the the Christopher Nolan era of Batman awesome. she's uh, she's also a big video game fan so she um, she was happy to jump in my my video game playing uh, as far as Batman goes kind of kind of ends with the 1989 <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> game so so for her to come in and say yeah I can I can absolutely tackle the Arkham games for you um, yeah she uh you know she 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 bailed us out and then we <laughs> we're really we're really grateful for that
2: that's awesome uh there is one funny thing i realized when i was reading this uh during the coverage of the 90s batman movies there is a little bit from janet Batchelor, the co-writer on batman forever and i was like this and and we've had janet on the, on the podcast and i was reading this i'm just like this seems like something she told me and then i looked at, at the citation and um the citation in the back cites an interview on BatmanOnline.com that uh, I wrote as a fan, <laughs> actually years ago. So uh, to be part of this book in a sort of roundabout way was pretty awesome for me.
1: Oh, excellent! yeah, yeah, Gina, Gina did her research. So I did. I mm-hmm. got to do a lot of, uh, you know, on the front end. Uh, I got to interview folks like Joel Schumacher and Akiva Goldsman. Right. And uh, Gina came in and she she found out. <laughs> Uh, you know she 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 did her research obviously Batman online tracking you guys down and uh, mm, right um, yeah uh so yeah we drew we drew on um, you know we didn 't have to reinvent the batmobile's wheels <laughs> for this uh, <laughs> not not completely, and for some of the um, you know for some of the older material going back to the thirties, you know we obviously didn 't have the um, we couldn't interview folks like Bob Kane and Bill Finger firsthand, so um, right, right. We, we were able to turn turn to some wonderful reference books and you know podcasts and newspaper articles, magazine articles, and um, yeah, it was it was intense. I did about 150 interviews. Oh man, uh, firsthand for this. So everybody I could find who's <laughs> who's who still around, uh, I, I tracked down. Um whenever possible but yeah, it was uh you know it's it's a true collaborative effort.
0: I assume you knew a lot about Batman going into this already, but uh what were some of the things that surprised you while doing research for the book
1: there uh there were some amazing things uh, again, I mentioned joel Schumacher um and you know, as as much as we, we look back and we say, oh, well, the uh, Batman and Robin was a, you know, a total disaster, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a popular enough movie at the time. It did well enough at the box office. It also did one of the very important things that that movie was supposed to do, which was it sold a lot of toys and it sold a lot of uh, McDonald's value meals and Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I was surprised to find out how close he was actually to coming back and doing a a third Batman movie. Um, Which this, this part blows my mind. It would have had Nicolas Cage as the scarecrow Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) and Madonna as Harley Quinn. And he went so far as to recruit them uh, before they said, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be better for the franchise if we let this rest for a little while and figure out, uh, what we should do next?
2: So he approached Madonna because I remember I also read I read something about Courtney Love potentially, but with the screenwriter. But he, I, I didn't know the Madonna thing was it was a real thing.
1: Yeah, you know now you know there's amazing <laughs> in an infinite number of, in an infinite number of universes. You know we've got an infinite number of <laughs> Harley Quinn movies that did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know years before Mar- uh, Margot Robbie took on the role. Um yeah so there there are all kinds of things, things like that there are all kinds of amazing moments where uh you know things have gone a certain way one way or the other um you know we might not have had batman comic books having any any degree of longevity we might not have had uh the movie, the movies might have come and gone the the tv show might never have happened so you know he, he was he was very fortunate over the years to have the right people uh, in the right place at the right time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that I didn't realize even existed until this book came out was, uh, of course, the the very thing that sort of led this interview into happening, which is where we did an episode of Bob Kane's treatment, The Return of Batman, uh, being included in the back of this book, which we found to be quite a comedic treat to, to read over but um, uh, how did how did you find out about this like I had never heard about this in all my years of reading up on the you know origins of the 89 movie how did this get included like what's the story on this part
1: so that I have to give I have to give all the credit in the world to my editor Chris Prince uh, so he uh, while I was uh, conducting interviews writing and revising the book uh he took a trip to Los Angeles, uh, to Burbank, to go through the Warner Brothers archives and discovered uh, that they had the complete Bob Kane treatment. And whether, whether Bob Kane wrote this himself or commissioned it and put his name on it, you know. <laughs> it's hard to say. But uh, when, he, when he got word that uh, you know, a serious Batman movie was in the works, uh, he wanted to throw his hat into the ring and wrote or commissioned a serious treatment of Batman, who, you know, as far as the public was concerned at that time, uh, Batman was strictly, um, you know, Adam West. He kind of dominated what the public perception of Batman was. Uh, So between that and his depiction in the Super Friends, which, you know, you had that going for... um, you know, about 13 years uh, on television, um, you know, everybody thought of Batman as a kid's character. Uh, I, I talked about, um, you know, all these all these different directions Batman could have taken. Uh, Michael Uslan stuck to his principles, and he wanted to make sure that there was a serious Batman movie in the 80s. And there were so many times it would have been easier for him to just say, uh, yes, let's have Bill Murray as Batman. Yes, let's have, <laughs> um, interestingly enough, for that, uh, Bill Murray would have been partnered with Eddie Murphy as Robin.
0: Oh so, my God.
1: you know, I, much as I would have loved seeing that uh, happen in the 80s, it's, you know, it's for the best. Um, all the backlash there was, <laughs> we're, we're so lucky the internet was not um, <laughs> a popular, all, all, Pervasive thing when Michael Keaton was cast. Oh yeah, uh, as Batman. Um, you know, you get to see. You get to see some of the fan backlash. Uh, I think Los Angeles Times. I, I read a letter from someone. Uh, you know, and this 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 guy sounded just like the internet. It was just this this angry letter about. <laughs> you know i guess batman's going to be a comedy and mr mom is is batman and this is this is a travesty and how dare they do this to the fans and <laughs> it felt like every felt like every online <laughs> comics message board i've ever uh you know made.
2: of course i think it, to me that feels like uh, the internet didn't really create anything it was always there it just gave more of a voice uh to that stuff um since we're on the 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 sort of the uh, sort of thread of the 80s Batman or the, a lot of the Batman movies that didn't get made uh, we've sort of dedicated a lot of episodes on the podcast to uh, not just the movies but a lot of the unmade Batman scripts at least the ones that have wound up on the internet. Uh, have you read a lot of these? Do you have a favorite among them? Like have you had a chance to take a look? I know you're probably pretty, pretty busy with uh, you know having written this but uh, I imagine you as a fan you've been uh, looking into these
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh things things like uh Aronofsky's Batman Year One, that would have been we'd amazing. love that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we'd love that.
0: That was incredible. And,
1: uh, yeah, I mean I would I wouldn't be surprised if uh you know, if the next film, the one with uh, Robert Pattinson and the batsuit, suit uh, uh you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that takes a page more from year uh, on Halloween and that that early of Batman. I think I think we'll get um you know every every everything I've heard it fills me with confidence.
0: That was actually my next question. What so you're you're hopeful for the Matt Reeves uh the Batman? You th- you a lot of people have a bad outlook because of Pattinson but uh you're pretty much uh on the side of it it's going to be pretty good you think?
1: You know, I think you know, if you if you watch his yeah, you know, if you watch his movies apart from Twilight, uh, he's he's got some serious range as an actor, and I think, um, you know, he's he's young, he's athletic. I think those are all, um, you know, I think that's 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 really going to inform the type of Batman that we get on the screen, and the uh, the other casting decisions that uh, have been announced. Those are, um, yeah, those are those are all really. Intriguing, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, I've got a friend who is actually, you know, living in uh, living in the UK, and he managed to get a sneak peek uh, at the set, and uh, he's 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 a longtime Batman fan himself, and he gave me the thumbs up. He said it's uh, awesome. it's looking like really uh, really excellent production, and he actually he told me that he uh, um, gave a copy of my book to Matt Reeves, so
0: oh my god he's got, that's an he's honor got,
1: yeah he's got he's got no excuse he's got the whole history at his fingertips <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh you know, we'll, we'll have to hope that he's he's reading all the right chapters
0: and I'm pretty positive myself about it uh, every time somebody I hear somebody complain about Pattinson I, I'm just like well he's bit like you what you said he's been great in everything else other than Twilight and uh, you know also we have people are totally forgetting that matt reeves is at the helm i mean those those last two uh Planet of the apes movies in my opinion were incredible so and the tone i think he has that uh, the right tone for it and i don't know it's just great to see some like a the same the guy that's directing it is also writing it because even nolan didn't write the movies his own movies right i mean he probably had a lot of input but he doesn't have a screenwriter credit right well, he he co-wrote those. He co-wrote, oh, co Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> co-wrote, but 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 Matt Reeves is writing it solely. It looks like, right? Well,
2: uh, there there is another writer named Mattson Tomlin on that, but oh, he's 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 that. he's somewhat uh, unknown. It's I I guess it's the uh, it's the emergence of the Matts on this. Uh-huh. They're both named Matt uh, on the writing team, but uh, there's a lot that's unknown. But I don't I don't know. I agree with. I agree with uh, both Andrews on this on Pattinson. We did a whole uh, we did a whole episode. Uh Pattinson has the range that Christian Bale had uh before the Nolan movies and still does.
1: To be fair, I I have to I have to be upfront front that I have not seen the Twilight movies, so they could be <laughs> <laughs> they
2: could be amazing tour de force performances from Pattinson.
1: <laughs> yeah, they really could be. I, I I know him from the Harry Potter <laughs> movie that he was in.
2: Same here, yeah. So um, do you, you know, before we get to the patents in Batman, because obviously we haven't seen it yet, but do you, who are your, like your favorite Batman actors or interpretations?
1: You know, I I grew up on Adam West and Super Friends, so uh, those made a big impression, but uh, the Michael Keaton Batman movie came out when I was 13, and that was, you know, that was the entire world for me when that came <laughs> out. Um so i was I was floored when he agreed to write an introduction for the book um you know and i i would you know this 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 might be a frivolous use of time travel, but if I could go back to myself summer of eighty nine and let my <laughs> and tell me uh thirteen year old me yeah Michael keaton's gonna um write the foreword for your book one of these days um <laughs> never want to believe that um and, you know, and then you skip ahead a couple years to Kevin Conroy, and I was actually able to, uh, again, he also contributed uh, an introduction to the book, and I had an amazing uh, phone conversation with him uh, when I was conducting interviews for the book, and, um, you know, I think it's it's interesting the, the the title of the book is The Definitive History of the Dark Knight, and I think what makes him such a great character is that there's, you know, there's not one definitive version. I think Adam West, Kevin Conroy, Michael Keaton, uh, maybe maybe Pattinson, maybe Kristen uh Diedrich Bader, who is incredible, yeah. uh, any number of the comic book artists and writers over the years. Um, at the core, of these characters are all. They're all still Batman. Um, whether you've got the, you know, the sillier versions or the more serious versions, or the detective or the fighter, uh, it's it's a, you know it's all Batman. It's all good.
0: What do you are you happy with the current state of superhero movies, or do you think that they're missing something, or or you're not liking them, not liking uh, like the Marvel movies, but you like the DC, or how do you feel about I mean, what we've been offered so far, especially lately since 2008, I guess, with the MCU coming out and all that.
1: You know, it's it's amazing. Again, if I could go back and tell my 13 year old self, uh, you know, there's going to be there're going to be so many superhero movies and TV shows that uh, you won't be able to keep up with all of them.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, I never
1: would have believed that because we would have had, uh, you know, we had we had superman movies and those were spaced out and then every few years the batman movies were spaced out um you know you had the flash tv show in 1990 and that was about the only thing that happened (laughs) that entire year Mm -hmm. uh apart from what the ninja turtles movie and then uh you know the dick tracy movie like they 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 used to be spaced out you had a few months to enjoy talk about this thing um it would make an impact or not, and then it would go away. Now it's now it's this, um, <clears throat> you know, and it, it never ends. We've got that. Uh, we've got that incredible crisis crossover going on at the CW. Yes, shows uh, right now. Um,
2: Have you had a chance to uh, watch it?
1: I'm all, I'm all caught up on that, and I'm, oh, sweet! <laughs> I'm I'm really excited to see what's coming up with the last two parts of it. It was it was such a you know, I got I got chills when Kevin Conroy was on screen delivering lines straight from the comic. book.
2: Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that if you had a chance to see it and what you thought of uh, of Conroy on the screen, but you've already answered that. So, yes, it was I thought it was amazing as well.
1: As far as, the, as far as the state of superhero movies, it's um you know, it's I think there's there's so many that it's it's like it's kind of like asking the state of cinema. There's just uh, right, there's, right. There's some that That's I'm really true. excited about. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious about what the Birds of Prey movie is going to yeah. be. The, the trailers are, uh, you know, the, the trailer has me really intrigued. And they, they like everybody else, realized that Margot Robbie was the best part of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, movie. Um, you know, but I've, I've been enjo- I've been enjoying the Marvel movies um a lot for the most part uh shazam was a lot of fun yes yeah i i I like the i kind of like the direction that they seem to be going which is you know maybe maybe these connect together maybe not we'll just just uh just focus on doing good movies for a while and and see what happens
0: it's a good move in, in your opinion, uh, what do you think a good superhero story is supposed to have in it? Because like one of the things that I uh, that I uh, came across, I think, through Kevin Smith's podcast is that the the Flash uh, CW show, they always said that it has to have heart, humor and spectacle in every episode. And to me, that's something that uh, I think that's. Probably what you need in most superhero stories, but do you think it uh, needs something else, or maybe not as much? You don't need quite as much humor in a Batman story, but uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that.
1: You know i i think uh, I think whatever gets you as a viewer emotionally invested in the story. Yeah, I I think that's the key. If you, um. You know, I've to I have to say when I watched um Batman versus Superman, um <laughs> you know, when 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 Superman died at the end of the movie, um you know, I, I I didn't I didn't really I didn't really have much of a reaction at all. I was just kind of ready for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Ready, pretty much yeah. To, yeah, I was ready for the movie to be over and you know, I, I, I just felt, you know, if, if I see Superman die and I don't much care about it, if I can just go on about my business afterward, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I've really connected uh, with the film the way that I'm supposed to. And, you know, from the, from the opening moments of the uh, 1978 Superman movie, uh, I, you know, I felt a connection with those characters. I was invested in what's happening on Krypton. I could feel Clark's isolation growing up uh, in Kansas in Smallville. And I would say, I would say, heart is the is the key thing. You have to care mm-hmm. what happens to Batman. You have to care what happens to Superman. You have to, um, you have to care whether it's uh, Superman rescuing a kitten from a tree or, uh, you know, if Batman is going to uh, stop the Joker from destroying the entire world. You have to, you have to be, uh, you know, you have to, you have to care about these characters. You have to, uh, you know, love these characters to some extent. And if, if the filmmakers can do that, if they can make you, uh Excited? That's that's what that's something I liked about the Shazam movie is I could relate mm-hmm. to um, Billy Batson and his um, you know his his hero's journey. And if you if you have that, then then the audience is going to be right there with you.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, a lot of people online, as well as I think there was a um, report in the trade saying like WB is like having trouble trying to find a way to make Superman relevant. But I think everything that you just described. Like if they can bring that to life into a Superman movie, that's exactly what you could do to make it relevant. You just focus on having a good story. You focus on making them care about the characters because that's really what brought them to be loved in the first place.
1: Yeah, anybody at Warner Brothers, if you want, <laughs> if you want the inside track on Superman, <laughs> uh, give, me, give me a call. I'm, I'm 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 standing by. I'm readily available. Um, but you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm friends with a lot of. Uh, comic book artists and writers and I forget which prob- probably several of them had said that have said this but um, you know we don't need Superman to be relevant so much as we need him to uh, inspire us we need uh, exactly we need to look at him we need to we need him leading the way we need him um, you know showing showing us the way uh, right you know and his his best his greatest superpower is the you know ability to inspire hope i would say right and uh you know we i don't i don't need to see a gritty um conflicted um regular superman that was uh that was that was my big issue with the the man of steel uh, more than you know that's 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 another 7 episodes.
0: <laughs> we'll do it. We'll record them. <laughs> don't tempt us. I have to
1: say that um, you know, I don't I don't want I want to see a Superman who embraces um, his role, his destiny. I don't want to see a Superman who looks absolutely miserable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And lets his dad die in a tornado
1: that was that was a deal that was a deal breaker for me as i uh it's it's a hard job it might be the hardest job in the universe but that's that's the guy who's up for the task
0: right exactly yeah um we're nearing the thirty minute mark, and so I thought I'd uh ask my last question at least um I don't know if you, what you have been but uh it seems that you do some work for something called Team Cul-de-sac and it seems to be uh, a, an organization that helps to find a cure for Parkinson's disease. Why did you choose to work for this organization? Or help in some way?
1: Um, one of the you know the uh, greatest cartoonists, greatest people I ever knew uh, was a, a, a man named Richard Thompson. Yeah. Uh Brilliant artist, brilliant cartoonist, uh, he did, um, you know, an amazing newspaper. I, I, I say, you know, even with 900 years to go, uh, he's done the best comic strip of, of this millennium uh, called Cul-de-sac. And tragically, just as he was really, you know, hitting his stride with the strip, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Uh, and it you know took him from us much too soon. Uh, and Richard's work resonated with people. Richard as a as a person, as a as an artist, uh, as a friend, he connected with so many of us. And another a friend of ours, Chris Sparks, uh, a brilliant uh, designer, a great humanitarian. Uh, you know, he he rallied Richard's friends to. Um, Draw cartoon tributes for Richard that we we auctioned off online, uh, published as a book, and all all, the, all those sales. Um, actually, they didn't. They weren't to benefit Richard uh, directly, but it was to raise money for Parkinson's research, uh, which went to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, so it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a terrific cause. Uh, Chris Sparks is still very. Uh, actively working with them raising money raising awareness and it's um, yeah it's 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 something where uh, with funding with research with um, dedicating all these resources to it uh, you know we're hopeful um, that researchers and scientists can keep working toward a cure absolutely
2: Uh, that sounds awesome
0: Thing one more is there any? Can you plug any kind of website that people can help out with on this, or uh, I don't know, GoFundMe or whatever there there is for this?
1: Uh, I think if you, I'm not sure if the Team Cul-de-Sac blog is still up and running, but if you go to the uh, one of the best ways to do it is to just go to the Michael J. Fox Foundation's website, and uh, they'll have they'll have all the information there about contributing. Uh, if you, if you contribute directly to them, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the biggest, um, uh, organizations working on this cause right now. So, um, yeah, probably, it's probably the first thing that comes up if you Google Michael J. Fox.
2: Awesome. Uh, are there any other things that you'd like to, uh, plug for our listeners?
1: okay uh yeah i i guess i'll follow that up uh you mentioned my day job is at the cartoon art museum in san francisco uh and we're um yeah we're celebrating our 35th anniversary and gearing up toward you know hopefully the next 35 and beyond so if you go to cartoonart.org you can find out uh more about our current exhibitions and events and upcoming programs And uh, how you can contribute to the annual fund, uh, which is ongoing, which is going on right now uh, doing our year end fundraising uh, here at the Cartoon Art Museum. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, working on, working on the next year's worth of programs and exhibitions and events. So that's um, yeah. Business as usual for me. I'm looking ahead to probably other book projects. uh, So, uh yeah i'll be i'll be talking to my editors probably early in the new year and uh you know
0: awesome well thanks for coming on man um it's been a blast i'd love to have you on again and talk Have one episode about ninja turtles and then another episode about the looney tunes stuff (laughs) i could talk about tex avery for a bit too but uh that's a whole other uh episode probably uh king's heist canary best episode all right anyway um (laughs) <laughs> i had
1: to get that you're, you're on you're on I'll, I'll be happy to come back
0: okay awesome thanks man um i think that's gonna do it for us right ben
2: uh yes i think so so uh super listeners i realize this episode will probably air the same week as christmas but whatever you guys got gift cards at some point please go out and get the batman the definitive history of the dark knight and comics film and beyond by andrew farrago it is way better than the bob cane treatment that we reviewed <laughs> on this episode uh has a lot of information that even i didn't even know about and uh that's saying something so uh this is uh, it's it's a great book it's got a ton of tidbits information as well as amazing concept art that uh, you will not see anywhere else
0: and that's it thanks man
1: thanks so much <laughs>
2: Uh, that was Andrew Farago, everybody. I think um, we all agree that that was uh, a lot of the... We, we definitely got along in terms of the same opinions about yeah, uh, yeah. different Batman and Superman things. So
0: Defending uh, Schumacher a little bit there. That's in line with us as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, hopefully he goes into some of the backlog and uh, sees that we have a lot of info there. Uh, some stuff when he brought up, like Madonna was actually courted. I always thought that was a rumor when I was on the internet when I was a kid. I didn't realize that he actually did do that until you know the man who actually interviewed Schumacher said so. So that was pretty cool.
0: That would have been huge, uh, especially because that oh, was yeah. a character that not many people knew at that time. Only like yeah. kids our age at the time for the mo- pe- only people watching the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So and to have Madonna, the biggest star in the world at the, at the time, other than Michael Jackson, I guess, like that would have been ridiculous. It would have
2: been her second convict role too, because she was Breathless Mahoney and Dick Tracy.
0: Oh, that's right. I so God, this could have been another.
2: Who just only acts in, uh, in
0: comic book exactly. roles. Exactly, and Evita. And Evita, yeah. Lest we forget Evita. <laughs> uh, I forgot about Evita. <laughs> yeah, I did I forget about for Evita. Actually, I never saw that shit.
2: Uh, I did. So I sh- I'm the one who doesn't have an excuse. I
0: feel, feel, feel bad for you, man.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: Don't any, uh, cry for me, Argentina. Uh, so uh, as, since this was a short episode... yeah. Uh, Shorter than usual. We wanted to have a little little wrap up for the 2019 year. Yeah. This was a year of great change for Superhouse. It was
2: because uh, for a while we, uh, if you if you look in the backlog, if you're a new listener of ours, you've seen that uh, we don't always we didn't always talk about Batman or do a lot of deep <laughs> <Only>. dives. <laughs> we had a lot of other discussions, but it was around like June when we started this 30th anniversary of the 89 movie, where we were just like, hey, what? I think we started something. because yeah. there's so many episodes and. And originally I was just the correspondent for it Where I'm like Oh I don't really have time to do a weekly podcast And now look at where I am now So I guess <laughs> I was wrong Because I didn't know what else to talk about and Dead I'm like, wrong I guess I do have a lot to talk just about Batman
0: <laughs> But you know what that's Batman good though stuff, it's, yeah. it's weird Talk about like putting it out into the universe kind of shit mm-hmm. Like I had To the audience I had not Told Ben, I don't think anyway that I, like where I was with the podcast, like specifically, maybe you knew we were like in some kind of weird transition near the beginning. You kind of told me, yeah, kind of. But like, I I was thinking like we need to be more info based, less review based. We still do some reviews. We did the Joker review, uh, but we but, mix it in like trivia. But stuff. there was yeah. a lot, a lot of info trivia, like mm-hmm. you know, tasty tidbits in there. And that's really that was the major change that happened this year, other than becoming more. I mean, yes, becoming Batman uh, base <laughs> mainly, yeah. but also on top of that, it's not Batman reviews so much. There's like so much of that already. It's Batman information on very niche Batman trivia info as well. So um, it, it's like Ben came in there. Like, we, we needed, A, we needed focus because every episode we did before. Was like something. It was all nerd based, but it would be something completely different each episode. Right. And I think maybe that I don't know. You need more focus for the podcast. So now we got this laser focus with with <laughs> Batman every episode, and also it's info based, yes. which is which is great. So it, for for me, it really was like sort of like kind of came in and saved the day on Superhouse, man. Kinda. Oh, thank you. Because I mean, if you watch, if go back into our to our log, the episode just before Ben really comes on. It was like a real transition phase where I was like doing solo pods and like doing stuff. that I had a was couple
2: solos, yeah.
0: That, yeah, you had a, <laughs> band, band a solo and like, I don't know, It's it was an interesting time. But although some of those episodes are really personal as well on my part. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, you know, of course I think probably some worth there. But uh, yeah, it's been kind of an interesting year and hopefully we can continue it. I do, there's no There's no video for this episode, but I do want to kind of up that game, and you'll see more of that next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been throwing around some ideas for that, and uh, yes. how we can have a better YouTube presence, because um, uh, we've been using GoPros so far, and... They're okay, but <laughs> yeah. I think we can do better as Superhouse, you know?
2: We'll look more and more handsome as we up yeah. the uh, production yeah. quality yeah. On this.
0: Like a fine wine. <laughs> yes. We get better with age. We <laughs> yes, do get indeed. better.
2: We do. We have been getting better with age. Yeah. I think uh, what, <laughs> what we have in store for you guys, I'm sure if you've been listening for a while, uh, this year you're wondering, when the hell are they going to cover the Nolan movies? It's happening. You're in luck because the first episode we're going to do for 2020 is... Is Batman Begins. Uh, but it's not what you think. It won't not, as Andrew said, it will not be a review episode. We're going to do something a little new. It'll still be information based, but I am going to pit the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy against the respective comics it adapts and cite the differences. And uh, Andrew and potentially Wolfie who's on here. will uh, We will all vote in terms of which one did we think is better.
0: Don't give it all away right now, Ben. Okay, well, you can always edit it out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going re- to go
2: reveal what the uh, result will be because that's up to what that's up to when we record right. that. Uh, but that'll be we'll definitely cover the Nolan trilogy. We're going to have, as I cited in the Return of the Cape Crusaders episode, we're going to have our own Two Face February because that's February 2020. That was a great idea, man. And so we're going to cover... Great idea. Thank you. Uh, We're going to cover Dark Knight. We're going to cover the Adam West uh, Two-Face movie, which was his last movie as Batman. Uh, And we're going to cover all the different times that Two-Face, they attempted to bring Two-Face to the 1966 show, but never did.
0: You know, I, I never saw every single episode of the 66 show. Neither did I, actually. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I did not know he was not in that, because to me, that's a classic character. Right, but and he, like, he to, didn't show up. Yeah. For better or worse, the classic characters are, are kind of defined by the 66 show at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of wild to me.
2: Yeah, but they did attempt, and one of the guys who attempted was uh, legendary sci-fi writer Harlan Ellison.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I think you told me that before. Yeah,
2: so we're, we'll definitely cover that in February. We're going to have a Birds of Prey episode, of course, because that's the coming up. But again, it'll be deep divey We'll prep for that with we'll some other episodes on the characters involved with that. And then I got a
0: Batman deep dive at some point as well. For, that Ben's, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to say any more than that. Actually, Ben, but something that even Ben doesn't know. Like we'll two, two, yeah, well. probably. yeah. so, so we got we're gonna that. we're gonna cover. I'm gonna head that one up.
2: and uh, we might start evolving the deep dives into
0: a certain Kryptonian, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll see point. how that, you'll I think you'll enjoy it,
2: yes, yes, since uh, you know, sometime along the way, I realize we are gonna to have to cover Batman versus Superman in a deep divey way, as well as the Batman versus Superman movie that didn't get made. Yeah, but I feel like we need a good deep dive into the character of Superman. Before we That's even true. get to that.
0: We need at least an episode or two. Yeah. yeah. So
2: we'll be covering Superman next year. So twenty twenty, we're pretty much all set for episodes between now and the end of twenty twenty, and pretty much until when we get to see the patents in Batman, and even then there's other characters we can start covering. So this is we've got Superman's
0: so much on his own as well. Oh, we,
2: like. we could have a whole year's worth on all the unmade Superman scripts. There's probably more unmade Superman scripts than unmade Batman scripts. You read Kevin Smith's I did a long time ago. I'll need to reread it.
0: There's a polar bear in it.
2: There is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a polar bear guarding the Fortress <laughs> of Solitude yeah. as mandated by producer John Peters.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that's a thing. <laughs> it, but. Uh,
2: he really wanted to, you know, because he felt that polar bears, I, th- I think the rationale was, I could be wrong on this, but John Peters says that uh, he felt that polar bears were just like S- Superman, ferocious predators, <laughs> <laughs> just like b- Superman.
0: People heading this up have no <laughs> idea ever, <laughs> it seems like.
2: You, you heard who John Peters wanted for Superman?
0: Who was that again? Nicholas Cage. No. Well,
2: no, no. Burton won Nicholas Cage. Oh, but before yeah. Burton signed on, Peters had a meeting with Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith's like, "Who do you want to get for Superman?" And John Peters is like, "Sean Penn." And
0: okay. Smith is
2: like, "Um, interesting. Why?" <laughs> we'll <laughs> and put a, we'll put a bit in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Peters is like, "Because he's got the eyes of a killer."
0: <laughs> this guy's not no it's longer totally working Superman. on these movies
2: anymore. <laughs> His name is on Man of Steel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: Because probably his treatment made it in to Man of Steel in some way. Uh,
2: it, it was, he made some deal. We'll cover it when we get to the, the deep oh, dives. Yeah. I don't know the details off the top of my head exactly, but he, uh, John Peters, did make some arrangement where he would still get some of the residuals or the, some of the money in that, and apparently Chris Nolan banned him from the set of Man of Steel.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... God, man, no one's awesome.
2: We will cover that when we get there, but that's like a nice preview of the Superman, uh, <laughs> Superman deep dives coming up.
0: I'm excited to do the Batman <laughs> serials too because I've only seen like little clips here and there. That...
2: Right, I realize we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna watch those because that's we don't need a... to
0: watch every single one, but okay, at least we'll... one full one.
2: I'll sh- okay, we'll, we'll watch. Um, somebody edited a future-length version of them where he edited the best bits story-wise. Okay. So we'd only have to watch like an hour and a half because it gets tedious after a okay. while. Okay. It's really tedious after a while. But there are good pieces of history to explore.
0: Yeah, it's pop culture-wise. That's that's cool, I think. Yeah, yeah. And not many people cover that aspect. As many Batman podcasts as there are, as yeah. many fanboy podcasts as there are, I, have, I don't see many people covering that part of it. No, I mean, in know? fact,
2: most people mix them up. Most people mix up the two actors who played the, because there's two different ta- casts in the serials. Oh, right. But most right. people mix them up, and they're just like, "Oh, like it's this guy or that guy." I'm like, "No, that's that was Robert Lowery. This is Lewis Wilson."
0: This well, you're well, <laughs> even that, even your general audience <laughs> thinks it begins at Adam West.
2: They think, so. yeah, they think it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't Idiots. even <laughs> fools. <laughs> 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 they know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you know Batman just from watching a few movies. <laughs>
0: Oh, reading man.
2: Year One and Long Halloween; those are rookie comics.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, are rookie numbers. Call me back when you uh, read Ego. Like my man uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt Reeves, Reeves has. Yes. I actually read that shit. What did you think, <laughs> dude? I-, I enjoyed it. I
2: thought so too. I thought it was good. It's a good pick. It's not a necessarily a Batman movie take, but it is a good psychological take. If on the there's character. a
0: little dream sequence here and there, that that uh, yeah, you know the. When Bruce Wayne is having a nightmare during the day because he's sleeping during the day, or yeah. some scene like that in the, in the Batman, that'd be good. Where it's like a maybe even just like a quick like five second thing, mm-hmm. where he's kind of Batman's disembodied, yeah, from Bruce Wayne, and it's like its own uh, a sentient thing. Read, maybe, ego, yeah. read ego, everybody. It's pretty cool. It's like it's kind of like a dreamscape fantasy kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it's cool. It's definitely not a canon piece at all, but it's a. Uh, it seems like something probably Grant Morrison would have he would have loved it. Yeah, would have written. Although it's not quite as whacked out. As no, Grant no, Morrison. no. Grant Morrison's really <laughs> you know out there, <laughs> but
2: that's why we like him. We will potentially cover that stuff too. We'll cover everything. This guy's got eighty years of history, and it feels like we've barely scratched the surface because we've only really been covering the '90s adaptations and on. Right. So uh, we'll be going into uh, once we finish the Nolan trilogy, I think we're free to just go all out on all the more obscure stuff
0: yeah 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 the nolan stuff is definitely like probably been covered the most but we kind of have to mm-hmm. <laughs> of course how can we not fine
2: <laughs> we'll watch the we'll watch these movies <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh we'll watch man. the dark night <laughs> yeah four times in the theater i saw it in two countries oh yeah i forgot about that two <laughs> times in japan two times in america man um all right is that pretty much it ben that is pretty much it.
2: So please uh, follow us on Instagram on SuperhousePod, uh, where I provide a lot of the things that, a lot of the images that you're not able to see when By you the watch the podcast. By the way,
0: since for this is where it was the year end episode, yeah. I just like gave you that the the credentials for our Instagram just yeah. to be like, you know, post something every now and again, just <laughs> just give us some fucking con- content. <laughs> Ben, I, I feel like I got the powers of delegation after this. Ben went <laughs> fucking nuts with that shit, and it's been great. I think it's been fucking awesome, Oh, dude. thank you. No thank one you. else has been going as hardcore as you on the social media for us, so that's been fucking helpful I as know.
2: Hell. I know Instagram. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I... I, fl- I
0: appointed the right guy. <laughs> I,
2: I, I realize that there's so much stuff that we discuss, but you can't really convey in audio, or yeah. even, like, yeah. even when we're sitting down for the video versions, uh, we didn't always have video versions for the, uh, the episodes that we had, so to provide, like, script excerpts or behind-the-scenes concept art. Yeah. So they get a supplemental thing to promote the episode from week to week, and, like, even if you missed it, you can look on the past Instagram posts and be like, oh, they did an cu- episode on this, let me look back. And right, that's how right, we got right. so many of the people who are now right. uh, discussing and uh, in, in the outros for, right. you know, thank you fans for this, and that's how they, they find us, and that's... Um, it's a great marketing tool that uh, was untapped before. So thank you for giving me the reins of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> <as> awesome. <well. laughs>
0: um, I mean, we got like people making us cookies now. Yes, Superhouse so house cookies. Shout cookie out to Noms. Cookie
2: Noms for uh, not even, not only uh, supporting us and being a good listener, but also uh, promoting us with our own super house cookie. That she then destroyed in the video, but, uh, we can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully. She won't meddle with it, though. Yeah, if we're ever in Canada, maybe we could get, uh, you know, some nice super house cookies. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. The <laughs> cookies look incredible. Go <laughs> Almost to, not uh, want to eat them. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's, uh, sweetheartbaking.com, I believe, and the heart is H-A-R-T, mm-hmm. like a last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out, everybody. It's a Canada-based, uh, baking company. Yep. Uh, but, uh. Yeah, and also join us on uh, the Shasta Army. Uh, Shasta was our first Patreon, Patreon patron, and uh, so we actually named the tier after her. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the Shasta Army. Join that's It's our $1 tier, the first one, the entry level, uh, most popular one. And also thanks again, Alicia. And Th- Alicia. Uh, yeah, I asked her about that. It's not Alicia. It's Alicia. <laughs> okay. And yeah. also Matt Herring for being uh, a longtime fan. That's is basically our first fan. Oh, nice. Is Matt Herring. Uh, Thanks, Matt. And uh, yeah, Superhousepod on IG on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we also have superhousepod.com, mm-hmm. which uh, we update every now and again. Uh, you can find <laughs> every few years. You can find all of our like. Uh, <laughs> Major links like our Spotify link, our Google Play link, mm-hmm. and all that. If you if you want to know, that's like a major. That's like our hub for us there. But yeah, I think most people listen to us on Spotify. Maybe I, yeah, Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, just search Please. for Shoot Bros Podcast. We'll tell leave your us friends. an iTunes
2: review as well. Yeah, because those will help. Uh, and uh, continue
0: listening in. And that's it. See you in 2020, y'all. Andrew signing off. Ben signing off.